Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR dashboard company helping all of you HR and people leaders eliminate that tedious, manual, and time-consuming process you call HR reporting. That's right. We know you're always logging in all your different systems and pulling all these spreadsheets to try to turn it into one data-driven view of your workforce. But you know that can't be the best way for you to do it. And it's not. That's why we created Employee Cycle, an HR dashboard that has pre-built integrations to the most popular HR systems out there. Are you using systems like ADP, Paylocity, Bamboo HR, Zenefits, namely Greenhouse, Reflective, 15.5, Lever, you name it. We can connect to all your different systems to pull all your data into one place for you and your people team and your managers and CEO and CFO and whoever else that wants to see it can view, share, track, and analyze all your people data from one place. Go to EmployeeCycle.com. Please sign up for a demo. Would love to chat and explore how we can help you automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company, because today we have a great guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Brittany Simpson. She's the Director of People and Culture at Ember. And today we're discussing how does HR help employees adjust to the new workforce? Brittany, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, Brittany, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Oh, wow. So, I really was not planning to be in HR. My working actually started riding horses and training horseback riding lessons in equestrian. And so, I always had an interest in working with people and being around people. But then when I ended up going to school, I majored in accounting. And I went through a four-year program and did an internship and decided I did not like it at all and needed more of that people interaction. And so I actually got recruited into an agency where I did recruiting and hiring for accounting and finance professionals. And that's kind of where I started my track towards human resources. And I got a really awesome opportunity to join the startup Ember and be their first recruiter. And we were about, I want to say about 10 people when I started in there. And we did about maybe 30, 35 hires in that first year. And because I kind of got in at the ground floor, I really was able to understand our people and our people needs and how to really scale the people operations and naturally progressed into that HR role. And from there has really been a crazy experience, but amazing to work in all facets of people and culture and leadership. And that's, that's where I am today. I didn't intend to be an HR, but I think I, I've heard it quite a few times. Sometimes you fall into it and it just really feels like the right place for me. Awesome. So, Brittany, today we're talking about helping employees adjust to the new workforce. And so to make sure that our audience understands exactly where you're coming from, what does the new workforce look like to you? What do you mean by new workforce? 
Yeah, I think there's been so many changes over the last year, year and a half. And I think back to when we went to a remote workforce, we really were not intending to be out this long. And we actually even said it was going to be a trial day to see how we could work from home if we had to. And from there, it was, okay, we're going to be working from home for a while. And so things changed, you know, the way that we do work, the way that we live, where people were residing. We had a lot of people move out of the, the general location that's near our headquarters, whether that was to go live with family. Um, or just to be somewhere else. And so it took a little bit of time to adjust to that, that new environment, which was remote working, setting up office space in your home, getting the equipment that you needed. I would say it took us probably a good six months to really feel comfortable working at home. And now it's reversed, right? So as things are starting to open up and we're looking to return to the office, open our headquarters back up, it's going to be a readjustment back into the office, but it's a lot of decision-making for the company as well in, in how we want to formulate that. And you can see a lot of companies are doing fully remote work. A lot of companies are transitioning into a hybrid workforce. But I think before I even get there, we have to understand and be proactive. I call them the five C's in like any any changes, challenges, concerns, compliance, and communication in, in understanding what that might look like and what that might look like on a whole, but also for each individual. I love that. And I think this would be awesome to actually go through those five C's. Uh-huh. And so the first C, you said you want to evaluate changes. Uh-huh. So what are the changes now that you're evaluating? What's going on? For us, we're in a little bit of a unique situation. We actually ended up moving offices during all of this and took the opportunity to find a larger space. We've actually almost doubled in size while we've been working from home. And so we needed some more space. So one of those changes is this is just a complete adjustment into a new office space when people return. It's not going to look like what they left. And so that's, that's something that we're working through right now. But I think more on an individual level, the changes that have occurred over the last year can be really varied, right? Just personal circumstances, like we talked about moving out of location, um, child care, even pet care. You know, we've had some people say, what is my dog going to do when I have to go back to the office? <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, it's, it is all over the map. And I think change is inevitable. And being a, being a startup company, we are used to adjusting and pivoting quickly. But when it comes to the, the mesh of your personal and professional life, it can be a little bit more challenging. And on the change front, you said that some of your employees were actually moving to different locations. Mm-hmm. So how does that affect you having this office that's about to reopen? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming if they move to a new location, then there's no way that they can actually work from the office. Yeah. So it seems as though that's already forced you to have at least some type of remote work, right? Yeah. And it's a little mixed. Some people want to come back to the area. They just need time to be able to figure out where they're going to live. Um you know, just wrap their head around a a completely different lifestyle again. And I think 
for the most part, everyone is excited to get back into some sort of face-to-face office environment. But there's also concerns that come with that too. And so when you're weighing these changes against your concerns, you're kind of like, am I ready to do that? What does that entail? And maybe I want to return to the office, but it's not five days a week. I'd like to see people, you know, a couple times a week, but not every day. And so... Excuse me, I am so sorry. No, that was great. (laughs) This is the typical work from home, right? (laughs) This is how we, this is how people will know that this is the realest podcast on the planet. (laughs) He has perfect timing. It really is. Every time it's um, an important meeting, he likes to chime in. Definitely need to make their presence known. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be mad at them. So as you're going through these five C's, because it seems as though, and we were going to go to challenges, but we we skipped over to concerns, which is totally fine. But as you're thinking about these five C's, are you thinking about them from both the employee and the employer perspective, or these five C's are only applicable to the employee and how you think that they will feel about what the how the company is moving forward? Uh, I think they're applicable to both sides, but I think it really, it comes down to a business decision and, and what are our desired outcomes and, and how do we want to produce the most productive workforce? And we've really proven that we can work from home and work well from home, minus maybe some of the, the positions like engineering and operations that maybe need some sort of a lab space and, and really work well with that face-to-face collaboration and ideation that's kind of on the spot but I think, it, you know, we're still in, in the early discussions of, of what we really want to come out of this. And so we have to plan kind of one on a short term goal and two on long term. So how do we want to transition our current workforce into returning to the office? And then how do we want to set the precedence for the long term? And so I think it's a little, a little bit of both. Got it. So we've touched a little bit on the changes and concerns. Let's go to the challenges. What are those? Oh, gosh. Um, The challenges are, you know, they're kind of tied into all of those things, right? But the challenges come down to a lot of the compliance and regulation and how people are going to be feeling about returning to the office. I think there's a lot of questions and sensitivity, whether it's around vaccines, how the company is going to handle vaccines, COVID protocols, mask wearing, and just the general comfort of how people are feeling being in an indoors in an office space with several other people. Got it. And you alluded to compliance, so I think we should head there next. Yeah. But in, in regards to compliance, how are you thinking about that Because on the surface, it seems as though compliance would be black or white, but it seems as though companies have some options in regards to what they can mandate versus things that are optional. So what does that look like for you? Yeah. And I think when it comes to compliance, there has to be some level of flexibility, right? You want to follow the rules and regulations, the state and local ordinances, but you also want to make it more personalized to your company and your culture. For us, it's ever changing because we're we're so often 
kind of trying to keep up and follow the the changes that are coming out in you know in the world but then also locally and for all of our employees who are all over the world we're we're in kind of a constant state of updating and making sure that we're doing what's right by our employees to keep them health healthy and safe but I think a lot of it comes down to productivity as well. And if if you have a, a workforce that is nervous about returning to office, even with the the COVID procedures and policies in place, you're not you're going to have a lot of stress and anxiety, and that doesn't naturally produce a lot of efficiency and productivity. And so there's a there's a balance between compliance and employee engagement and productivity and in, in what they're doing and where their comfort levels are and where are they best suited to be producing their, their highest performance. Got it. And then the last C we have is communication. Mm-hmm. And we all know that communication is mission critical when you're trying to do anything new, but specifically around helping employees adjust to the new workforce. What does communication mean to you and what does it look like? Communication is so, so, so important. And I think early communication is even more important, even if you don't know the answer. Being able to say, we're not quite sure where this is going, but this is how we're handling it now. And we will update you, right? And and having people know that we're there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and maybe there aren't perfect answers just yet or a exact date to return to the office, but knowing that we're taking care of it and we'll be giving them enough time to make the adjustments that they need to make. And I think that's really important in HR and being proactive and anticipating those questions and concerns and being able to stay ahead of it with the communication. And then the last question for you, Brittany I know that HR has this huge weight on the HR community has this weight on its shoulder in regards to helping all employees not only survive, but thrive through the pandemic and adjust to this new workforce. But I'm curious, how do you adjust yourself as the HR leader to the new workforce is you're trying to help everyone else adjust. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're helping everyone else adjust and then you got to adjust based off of what they're doing. And that just seems like a lot. Yeah. So how are you doing that? And hopefully these words of wisdom can help some of the listeners here who are trying to figure out how are they going to keep their head from spinning off yeah. as they're trying to help their employees do the same thing. Yeah, that's a great question. And that's probably the hardest thing to do is remember to, take care of yourself in all of this. But I think really it's important to to address your own concerns and challenges because it helps to put you in the seat of the employees and have a good perspective. I mean, we're all in the same position, right? Um, For, you know, for me returning into the office, I probably have similar questions and concerns that everybody else does. And so my view of it is to use myself as a representation of what the employees are feeling as well. And that's how I manage it. It, It's a lot. There are definitely days where it really weighs on you and you're trying to take care of everybody else. I don't think that's much different than before COVID. I think HR always kind of carries that a little bit. 
and and might be a little bit of a natural personality skill when it comes to people who come into HR is that, you know, you really want to take care of everyone else. But most importantly, being able to take care of yourself puts you in a really good position to do that for other people. Brittany, thank you so much for being such an awesome podcast guest, for shedding some light and some wisdom around your experience of helping your employees adjust to this new workforce. So many HR leaders are looking for ways to do this. And so you sharing this information is really helping to uplift the HR community as we all adjust to this new workforce, whatever whatever it will look like, because none of us really know. So thanks so much for being on the show. Really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for having Salty chime in as well, my dog. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Salty. You said Salty? Yep. Cool dog name. Yeah. Nice. A COVID dog, actually. A COVID dog. I adopted him during COVID. Yeah, yeah, that is a thing. That is a whole new adjustment. How are you going to adjust when you have to go back to the office? I know. I think I'm going to have to bring him with me. I'm a. Atta- I have I have more attachment to him than he does to me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, Brittany, where can people find you, Salty, and Ember online? So you can find me on LinkedIn, Brittany Simpson. You can find me through Ember Technologies, Inc. as the company. Ember also has a LinkedIn and an Instagram. Um, We also have a team Instagram called Life at Ember. And you can find us there as well. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include all that contact info in the show notes. So everyone listening out there, if you enjoyed this interview as much as Brittany and I did making it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and also a nice little note that says what you learned and what you liked about it. Who doesn't want to hear that? Also, if this is your very first time listening to the Employee Cycle Podcast, but now you're hungry for more episodes, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast players. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, Please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.